Let's have some fun. Hey guys, it's Juliana Rowe, but you can call me Huli. And that's nice. I'm a visual artist in St. Petersburg, Florida. Making art is my main hustle, but I've been an art educator for 10 plus years, anywhere from public schools to art museums. In fact, I've got two terminal degrees in this nebulous thing called art. This podcast is for the cool kids, so you can get my take on how to make and sell art, all the way to teaching a new generation of artists. Remember, next time someone asks you to design something for free, art is hard. cool kids welcome back to ep3 of art is hard art is the hardest freaking thing i have ever had to do but don't worry i am here to help it's me Huli Rowe. i have a very important topic for all of you lovely people out there and that is where does inspiration strike as an artist sometimes it's hard to source a really good idea so i'm going to share with you a few things that i do to figure out my next brilliant art idea Probably one of my most obvious sources are, of course, my favorite artists. So I talked a little bit about Andy Warhol in my Venues That Sell podcast. I also love Banksy, Shepard Fairey, and Keith Haring, and you can see that in a lot of my work. Those are some of the better-known artists on my list, but I also love Mel Ramos and Magico Mora. A lot of these guys are bold and graphic. They're really easily digested, so when you take a look at them, you can understand the idea. You get it right away as soon as you look at it. They even have like a funny and a sarcastic kind of lilt, and I really enjoy that as well because I don't like to take life too seriously. Of course, myself as an artist, I take myself very seriously and as a teacher and as a professional, but I don't want my art to take itself too seriously, and that's what I enjoy about them as well. They have these bold, heavy black outlines. I always enjoy a little bit of black like my soul. They're really graphic, obviously, and then they even have that biting and truthful tone I just talked about. And I think that my work has that as well. So that's kind of how I relate to those guys. Although I made a lovely list of wonderful artists, I have come to understand that there are some cons to this list. Of course, number one, they're all male artists. Being a woman, I got to make sure somebody that's a lady is represented. I mean, girl power for real. I am a female artist and even me, I've been kind of indoctrinated through art history to look at all of these male artists. So I'm going to have to do a little bit more research and see if I can come back and find some more ladies in this list. A lot of the tone that these guys carry can be lilted toward the violent end, and I try to kind of avoid that through my work unless it's saying something that I think is actually important and relevant. A lot of these artists have limited color palettes. I like to explore color a little bit. And even though it's a really good idea to think of three main colors, which I always do when I think of a design, I like to be a little bit more experimental with colors. So we talked about favorite artist. Now, let's talk about some of the not-so-obvious ways that I source some of those awesome ideas. One of my main sources of inspiration are things that are not considered fine art. Now, why do I do that? It's because if you look at art to create art, you're just going to recreate it. You're not thinking of anything new. You're not making a new statement. And a lot of the ideas that I get are from other things that are not considered fine art. One that I really enjoy is Pulp Fiction science fiction from the 60s to about the 80s. It has this really awesome nostalgic feel. It's almost ridiculous fantasy, and a lot of times it's humorous, and it doesn't take itself too seriously, which I really like about that. Plus, I'm a big giant Star Trek nerd, and anything sci-fi I always gravitate toward. 
Another source of inspiration that I've been finding is National Geographic and natural science illustrations. Okay, I love animals. I've been doing a lot of pop art, but lately I've been coming back to kind of animals and doing more illustrative things.、Um, my work is kind of going through a change right now. So usually it was people and portraits, and now it's kind of leaning toward the natural world. I highly encourage you to check out Ernst Haeckel if something like this is interesting to you. I really enjoy those old textbooks and how they have those cool medical, nature, science, and animal illustrations. I just draw a lot of inspiration from that right now. Also, National Geographic has a cool Instagram, and I encourage you to take a look at that. Of course, don't rip off their photographers. There is a website that you can use if you need to kind of source some ideas that you need for drawing. One is pixabay.com. One is morgfile.com. And the other is Creative Commons. So if you need a model of a beautiful animal and that's something that you'd like to pursue, I would encourage you to check out those and not rip something from a National Geographic photographer. As I said in my last episode, I enjoy the craft beer. So of course, I always take a look at that label art, and I follow a ton of beer label, craft beer, and all kinds of different brewery accounts on Instagram. Just like the artist that I mentioned, you need a bold graphic that's easily digested. A lot of times, it's very humorous. So I just really take to a lot of those colorful labels that I see that are coming out on the shelves. Plus, it makes you want to drink the beer, even if you don't know what it tastes like. If it looks awesome, you might want to take a selfie with it. And I just enjoy a lot of the stuff that those artists are coming up with. In fact, I was able to get the opportunity to do a couple of beer labels because I started doing work that was kind of similar to something that would appeal. Another place that I have found inspiration, and I think this is kind of a generational thing. So I was born in '84, like the novel. So I'm kind of like an older millennial, kind of transitioned from Gen X, kind of sorta of in the middle. You know, I'm the generation that went from analog to digital. So a lot of my work hangs on nostalgia. The things that I find that I enjoy and things that appeal to me make me think of a better time, make me think of my childhood, make me think of happy memories with my family and friends from when I was a kid, and I still want to go play outside till dark, right? So I love following accounts that still kind of take a look at like '80s and '90s toys, music that's like '80s and synthwave and stuff like that. Old TV shows I used to watch when I was a kid, or cartoons, or just anything like that. And you'll find in my work that you see a lot of that stuff. Nostalgia is such a great place because you have a lot of feeling behind those things that you remember, and it kind of invokes those happy memories again. Or even maybe sometimes dark memories too. A lot of those fuel really powerful ideas. So I encourage you to think about nostalgia as well. Now, a really good place to think about where your inspiration is coming from is to create a mood board. I know that sounds cheesy. I know it sounds basic bit with the Pinterest. But you can also think about what color combinations you're drawn to, and maybe you just make a Pinterest board online and just collect cool stuff that you like, and just see if there's any correlations between any of the colors that you tend to enjoy the most. For me, I ended up liking black, teal, pink, and purple. Kind of gothy, kind of synthwave. I'm kind of into that right now. So that's basically the color palette I've been leaning toward. Once you figure out your mood board, you can kind of start to describe the style of the mood board that you have started to create. So, is it rebellious? Is it mysterious? Is it magical? Psychedelic? Whatever. Those are words that I ended up describing my mood board with. Listen, I know it's difficult to self-analyze, 
but you might have to do that a little bit. You might need to get a little bit psychological here with your artwork. What do you like about the way that you draw? Is it clear? Is it super inaccurate? Is it loosey-goosey? Is it tighter? Is it more graphic? Is it more whimsical? Is it light and airy? Whatever. What do you enjoy about the way that you draw? Stick to your strengths, okay? There's nothing wrong with experimenting, but stick to your strengths at first, and then you can start to kind of branch out. For example, I did a watercolor piece for the latest exhibit at Mai's Gallery using nothing but watercolors, and I hadn't really used watercolors or dived into that more than 10 plus years ago, okay? So it was scary, but I forced myself kind of back into it, and it was kind of like riding a bike again. But when it comes to starting to crank out some work and starting to get some momentum, stick with your strengths and the things that come easily to you. And once you pick up that momentum, other things will come a little bit more naturally. Think about what are the things that you don't like about your drawing. Do you want to show a little bit more care with your line work? Do you want to stay away from the edges? I do that sometimes. Sometimes my framing isn't so great. You never want your subject to kiss the edge of the canvas, if you will. You want to keep it away. I have a problem with that. So as I'm creating something, I always got to check myself before I wreck myself. And those little habits, you can kind of figure them out as you go along. Sometimes I forget, but a lot of times I self-correct. That's what you're looking for. All right, so what about, is there anything that we'd want to change about the way that you draw? Okay, so once again, we're getting a little bit more in depth than ourselves. So for me, I want to make my body of work a little bit more consistent. I do tend to jump around. I'm kind of that person that has a very active mind and imagination. And sometimes it's difficult to self-curate because I just want to share everything. Sometimes I post something and I take something away because it just doesn't look very good overall, either on my website or on my Instagram. So definitely want to start curating myself a little bit more consistently. Another thing that I really want to focus on and something that I've been able to do recently is to simplify my processes a lot going into digital art and starting to draw things on Procreate. I can turn out a finished piece in a day and I just love that. I can create a sticker or t-shirt or something like that and I only spent one day on it and I don't have to clean any supplies up. So that's been really helpful to me as an artist is to start to simplify my process and I discovered that when I started to think about what is it that I wanted to change about the way that I'm drawing. All right and finally taking another deep dive inside is to describe your style. Maybe flip through a sketchbook, maybe take a look at the last couple of pieces that you've done, pick out the ones that you really like, that you're really excited about, maybe some of the ones that got a few more likes than usual, and describe your style, okay? Just do like 10. No, I lied. Do like five, okay? Keep it super simple. Describe your style in just five words and kind of correlate that with the artist that you also thought about. You know what's been one of the most helpful things for myself as an artist this summer, especially now, you know, we're in 2020 with quarantine and I got to crank some art out just to keep myself sane. That's been some of those artist drawing a day challenges. One of the ones that I was following in particular was called Thunder Puss in April, which is a great name. Basically, it's one of those drawing challenges that you can usually find online, maybe on Instagram, and they have a drawing prompt every single day. It's kind of similar to Inktober, which by the way, I'm a huge fan of Inktober. I love it. This is a great way to start figuring out what your style is and where inspiration is starting to come from, okay? So it's super hard, but 
force yourself, even if it's a little sketcheroony on a napkin, or maybe it's something that you throw into your iPad real quick, you don't have to post it if you don't want to. I discovered a lot of things about myself as an artist doing a drawing a day for a straight month. Plus, you can find a list that has some really fun topics, like one was The Nutty Professor, one was Patsy Cline, one was Dumbo, one was The Beach Boys. It was really random, and I loved a lot of the pop culture and nostalgic references, so I went ahead and did that one. You can find your own that fits you. My Inktober from last year turned out really fun, and it almost kind of looks like Tattoo Flash, so I'm actually going to see, based on all those drawings that I did, if I can create like a flash sheet to actually come out with this October. I'm always thinking about the angle to sell something on my Etsy shop. So even though a lot of those illustrations were really hard to crank out every single day, I'm going to end up with a really cool piece at the end. Now, one last thing that I wanted to discuss is, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, okay, if I find cool artists that I like on Instagram, I can get some inspiration. That's fine, I guess. I don't recommend that, actually. Comparison is the thief of joy, and once again, if you're taking a look at what others are doing in art, you tend to kind of have your brain start to amalgamate it together and copy some of those things, and you don't want to do that. Do not compare yourself to others. You are unique. The whole reason why art is so cool and that your art is cool is that your voice is the most important thing over everything that you do. You want to think about how you like to work, quick or slow, detailed, whatever, and what are your favorite things to draw based on all of these exercises that I'm going to have you do in the homework. And speaking of which, stay tuned for the homework. All right, it's everybody's favorite time. Here's where you can get your free downloadable worksheet for homework. I don't want to call it a worksheet. That's too teachery, right? It's more like a planning sheet, right? This sounds a little bit more professional. You're going to go to www.artbyhooli.com slash HW3. And if you don't know, now you know, I spell Hooli phonetically, H-O-O-L-I-E. Here's where you can check out the Find Your Inspiration planning sheet. We're going to go over a few of the exercises that I actually mentioned during the podcast. And just having a little gorgeous introspective moment so that you can figure out your next genius idea in this crazy world of art. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. So don't forget, you want to take a look at some of your favorite artists, of course. Think about the things that are not necessarily fine art. Think about nostalgia. Think inwardly and don't ever compare yourself to others, folks. And remember, if you're sitting there meditating, thinking that inspiration is just going to strike on down from Zeus, art is hard. You can do anything that you want to do.